Greetings, and welcome to Margin Call, the editorial meeting and podcast for Quest on Media. I'm your host, Kat, um, and I'm with my Wonder Woman of the Night, Amy. We're going to start things off. We're not going to talk about fantasy and comics tonight. We're going to talk about real-world problems, relationships, and specific in, specifically in relationships. Me, I'm just a single 30-year-old Black woman somewhere in America, you know, and I have a lot of questions about the dating scene. And so some people might say, you know, this has gone on forever, but open relationships. Um, I know it's nothing new, but I'm seeing it more common. I'm seeing it talked more. And so I was like, I really just want to know more tonight. And so I brought some friends along. We have um, Quentin. Hi. Say hi. Say hi. And then one of my oldest friends from college, Miko. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. And so they're here tonight to share their experiences about open relationships, the good stuff, the bad stuff, the stuff we probably don't want to talk about, but we're going to anyway because we're all here to learn. Welcome. I actually Googled the definition for open relationship and it said something pretty short. It said, An open relationship is when both partners agree that each may have sexual relations with other people. And so I'm like, okay, cool. We we can take a break and, you know, have sex with people. But my question lies in, like, does that open to more possibilities of creating, like, another relationship with that person? And now you're starting, like, relationship chains. And is that, like, a common thing? Or am I just making it up in my head? (laughs) Um, should I should I explain? Should I start? I yes, you can start. <laughs> well, hi everyone. Um, my name is Quinton. I'm non-binary and black, and my pronouns are they them theirs. Um, I have been doing polyamory and open relationships for a couple years now. Um, I've seen some ins and outs, and I know both the mainstream literature on just relationships and also the um some of like the more like not talked about aspects i feel that relationships aren't always this like cut dry thing i find that labels might be very restrictive in my Mm -hmm. opinion um in my current marriage right now like i have an open relationship and our boundaries aren't the same as like maybe the definition that you may have looked up Mm -hmm. um and it's really individual it's very case by case um i was reading this website and if you guys would like to this website called morethan2.com where it has a lot of resources and articles and essays about how to have a polyamorous slash non-monogamous slash (laughs) open relationship type deal just like the ins and outs and it really explains it in a very wholesome way not in a way that makes you feel like oh i'm done for not knowing this and i'm this uncultured swine like no it really just says hey when you have a partner you listen to them right you talk Mm -hmm. to them you hang out what if you had another one? It's the same thing. <laughs> right, right. Wow. What, wait, what's the name of that website again? More Than Two. More Than Two. I'm definitely checking this out. Okay, cool. I, um, for the most part, I definitely agree. But um, to try to tie it back to something you said earlier about a chain of different open relationships, so to speak, mm-hmm. that's what I found happening when... I would get into any any open relationship. Mm-hmm. It would just be me and you. Let's just say we're good, we're great, everything is fine. But because the boundaries are open to communicate with other people, start relationships with other people, what I found happening in my in most of my situations was that if I have another person, great. But if I don't have another person and you have other persons, I feel, and this is where I think the open relationship tends to falter. When you start to feel that jealousy, you don't feel prioritized. Mm-hmm. You have something to do, but I don't. And so now I want to hang out at five 
but someone else is in that spot. And I think the parameters, the definitions, the rules and all of that, it has to be a case by case basis because some people, most people can't really deal with the issue of not being prioritized or the issue of, hey, and this may sound bad, it's not your turn right now. Oh, juicy drama. Um. <laughs> wow. Relatable content. So relatable. Wow. So you you kind of ran into that too in your... Yes. Record. So I was... Um, most of my polyamory experience, like, I like... Okay, so I know you guys are using the term open relationship, which is mm-hmm. a really beautiful and amazing um, general term, um, but a little vague. But Mm -hmm. so what I use is non-monogamy and like polyamory because I think that's like the more quote quote exact term. I'm not anywhere important, but that's like the that's like the verbiage I use because um, any relationship that has those open boundaries like is polyamory, is it not? Right? Like is non-monogamy an open relationship is a form of Mm -hmm. non-monogamy. I feel people get too wrapped up in um, like what what um, what your um, person was saying is that. you get your turn so to speak right like this this idea of having a turn and it's really funny because i had two girlfriends um between the time of 2014 to 2018 i was dating two women at the same time and they were both very serious relationships and um it was a lot of that it was a lot of um (laughs) time management it was a lot of okay i'm gonna (laughs) hang out with girlfriend a today and then i'm gonna hang out with girlfriend b tomorrow and (laughs) like and i would spend a lot of my time with them i because for me in my relationship what's important to me what what makes me feel validated is Mm -hmm. lots of um physical touch lots of um like hanging out and talking that makes me feel secure. And when this person mentioned the like the insecurities and the um, the jealousy, that, that that only stems from within you and cannot be solved externally. Usually, um, if you're jealous about something, it means your needs are not being met, and it means that your needs aren't being met. It doesn't mean that polyamory is a problem. It means your needs aren't being met. Because in monogamy, we constantly get jealous, upset, and sad. Like, you realize that relationships aren't this cut and dry thing, like this man-woman, like, binary that forces us to be like, oh, you check your man's phone? Like, you better (laughs) check your man's phone because you don't know who he be talking to. Like, that's the stuff we're, like, fed. And when you're fed that rhetoric, it's difficult to have an open, honest, monogamous relationship. So how can you fathom an open and honest, polyamorous, open and non-monogamous relationship? You really have to be squared away with yourself Mm. honestly you really really do i made a lot of mistakes i made a lot of mistakes yeah. <laughs> it's all about life you guys it's all about I, life I, I can relate to those mistakes <laughs> Oof, no i used like i used to be really buck wild and i used to be really like not emotionally mature when i was first entering polyamory to make a lot of mistakes i used to just sleep around with people and not tell my girlfriend and i used to just be like you just have to get over it like you know I, I i used to be really really like like non-communicative and that is not okay in any relationship so why would it be okay in polyamory you know like if i was with one person and they were just like oh i don't care about your feelings you know they're dumb i don't care like you would be hurt you'd be hurt and you'd be like well f you you know but when you have a person or multiple persons who are like i'm here for you really at the end of the day i got you then that's nice but you can also have sexual relationships too which are also not bad which are also fine and dandy and should definitely be talked about and definitely take right because i i'll kind of, oh sorry you you talk Minko. sorry i was just wondering because like i like how you touch upon um like when you're like for some people you know you're in a relationship and then usually if it's you know, with many people involved, one person might be the number one physical person. One person might be there for emotional support. Is it like, I mean, I know it can be categorized like that, but for in your experiences, do you see like a balance of like physical, emotional, you know, support? Or is it this person was like, oh, you know, this is the, this is the person that, you know, I sleep with on this, on these certain days or whatever. But then this person gives me emotional support and it's more of like a, 
almost like a friends with benefits kind of thing almost has it been like looked like that sometimes that's exactly how it's been like for me in all of my situations which i can't say 100 percent of them worked out but that is what i thought would have being the main problem where mm. it'll be great if we all find that one person to give us everything we're looking for. We're looking for all of these things and to find them in one person is beautiful or to find most of them in one person is beautiful. But I think what I was doing at this period of time, especially the earlier college years was I had people that I can confide in, mm-hmm. but necessarily was uncomfortable hanging out to like a club or a party with. Right. And I'd have people who I was really happy hanging out and being to a club with, but I would not tell them anything about me. Then I had people who I felt comfortable going to lunch with, people who I felt having art parties with, people who I felt comfortable watching movies with. And so I had different people for different categories of my interests. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was me and other people you tend to have the situation where Today, I just don't feel like doing anything other than sitting up and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. But then the person that I'm dating, they want to go to a club or they want to hang out. And what ends up happening is I might feel that way for a week or two weeks. Like, you know, I just don't feel like hanging out. And so now that person feels slighted or that person feels as if, okay, wait, you're not giving me any time. And that's where the communication comes in. But that's where I found the flaw to be. The minute I say, hey, you know, I only like to hang out with you and we go to the club. I don't want to go any further than that. You can feel slighted. You can feel insulted because you feel as if I'm using you now. And so I feel as if I just had poor communication and I just had people in categories and different sections. I would only hang out with you if I want to go to the club. I'll only hang out with you if I have something heavy on my heart that I want to discuss. And so separating people in those categories didn't really work well for me. Oh. Facts. <laughs> facts. I was going to say, facts Quentin, facts. you want to add on that, but facts. Nothing but facts. No, like that's so accurate because when people think like, like, oh, like, I just want to deconstruct this as much as humanly possible because the problem with these stigmas about these relationships people have that, that people think we have is that they have a incorrect stigma of what the standard relationship is in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I relate that so hard because when I was dating my two girlfriends, like, I'd be like, oh, this is my girlfriend who likes, like, going out and partying. And this is my girlfriend who likes staying in. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I comp- when you compartmentalize people like that, like, I agree. They do get slighted. They do get um, upset. And that is where communication is super duper necessary because like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with having a person who you feel a purely sexual connection with. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's totally wrong to just not say anything and just have sex with them and just play with their emotions when you should have known better. Right. Like, right, right, right. And it depends on what you're seeking out because in a, in your relationship, you could be like, you know what? I don't have the emotional maturity to have a, multiple serious relationships maybe i can have one serious relationship and other not as serious relationships and that is just something you have to be honest about you have to be like hey listen girlfriend number two you're like my my like you know i don't really see like future future maybe i will but right it's those honest discussions and and it's you have to search inside of yourself for like some of the more uncomfortable truths that you may be feeling Wow. That's like, I'm just like, wow, I didn't know all that mental power, but then your emotions and then just, that's a lot of energy. And I applaud you guys for doing that. Cause I'm just like, wow. But I think about that, though. Never that word that. you used, it's, it's a lot of energy. So if it's a, a lot, lot of, of energy, energy just to invest in dating one person, you're investing energy in dating multiple people. It could be draining for you and draining for them. Right. Especially right, if y'all right. don't get any free time because I sure didn't with my ex girlfriends. We were attached like, like 
that. Like, like we were that. like, <laughs> like <laughs> we were no, like both of my girlfriends, like I spent all of my time with both of them. Like like we I'd go over to her house, I'd sleep over for a week, and then like the other one I lived on campus with, so I just sleep over in her dorm and then like we were never apart, like which for some people, you know, that's a lot of time. But for me I like that. I, I like that a lot of time thing. But it is exhausting because it's like holy crap, I had no time for me me right, right like for my time and my detox like having a relationship can be very distracting but also show light on your problems that you may not have thought of before mm. the fun thing about open relationships of any kind is that they have a funny way of making all of the secret problems that you never brought up in monogamy just show up <laughs> just oh. boom like <laughs> they all show up like all of it all of it shows up because you're forced to really think about your your feelings because you don't have this this um this like I don't want to say lie because it's not a lie it's like more of like <laughs> it's like kind of it's like a fabrication of what a relationship should be right, right. like and that's what you're fighting with in your head at the end of the day you're contesting with like ideas of monogamy and what's okay right because you just have to be like listen like i like my if i like my husband my husband's the best they're literally the coolest non-binary husband i could ever ask for and are we're going to be two years married it's great and Aww. but even though that this person like gives me everything like literally everything i could ask for like trust me i did not know i would find a person that's perfect but even so, I still see other people, right, and hope mm -hmm. to have a relationship with other people, and or like sexually or otherwise, whatever you know. And it never negates from the feelings I have for my husband. Like, right. Never. It it actually it's like what you were saying earlier about um, having different friends for different things. How you have like a friend to. Um, talk to for when you're sad, you have a friend that you go party with, like, it, it's kind of like that, like, oh. you just, like, I love hanging out with my spouse for, like, like, being lazy and talking crap, and, but, like, we can also party together, which is also awesome, but when you meet another person, that person is the subset of all their experiences. So each person is different every time you meet them. So the relationship that I have with my spouse probably won't be the same relationship with another person. Even if I like loved them, it would not be the same. Not at all. Wow, different people, different strokes. Um, so that kind of perfect segue to my next question of like, um, so like for like your main SO, do you guys communicate about the other people involved? Like you guys talk about them? Do they do they get a chance to meet them? Or is it all like, you know, I have my my lane, you have your lane, you know, we're kind of keep it separate. <laughs> I guess this is a good question. Because <laughs> you guys yeah, I, <laughs> I have experienced both. The oh. first thing that um I tried to do very young and Darren, I would say very foolish. Oh. I introduced them. <gasps> tell more. Now, I think upon introducing two significant others, you should tell them that you're introducing them to each other. You didn't tell them? <gasps> I mean, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we go. I told them when we got there. I mean, but they, okay. So I was under the impression that. If I'm, I'm dating you, you know we're in an rela open relationship. And someone else, we all know that we're in open relationships. Uh -huh. And so I said, hey, we're going to hang out with a friend. And I assumed that because we all are in open relationships, it's kind of okay if we all hang out. And yeah, that, that didn't really work too well because though one of them, they were really cool about it. I mean, they weren't cool about it, but publicly... They were very docile and they just, you know, reprimanded me in a very silent, hey, yo, this is awkward kind of way. But the other person, wow, they, it was a scene, a very public scene. And I didn't quite understand what was going on because I'm under the guise that, hey, it's an open relationship. What's the problem? Like, right. We're not. And so that didn't work out. And then the second version of this, I actually tried to keep everybody on separate lines. 
Oh. We're all artists. We all went to SCAD and Yeah, we did. We would never talk. So whenever I'm with person A, person B would never know. Whenever I'm with person B, person A would never know. And that caused a big conflict because they both said the same thing. Just be transparent. If you're with someone else, let me know that. Don't tell me you're at the calf. Why don't tell me you're working on homework and then I find out you're with this other person. Mm. That almost forces the other person to feel jealousy. That almost forces the other person to feel envy. That almost forces the other person to be upset because now it's not an aspect of them feeling cheated on. It's an aspect of them feeling lied to. And so I had to try to merge the two concepts. The concept of telling someone about the other person I'm dating whilst also making them feel comfortable about what's going on. Don't just pop up to a mall and say, hey, person A, person B, (laughs) make friends. Wow. Communication. Communication. Oh, my gosh. Did you have a similar um, experience? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Do tell us. (laughs) So this, okay, I guess this is story time. So this is is a story of how I overcame jealousy, and I was very proud of myself. So this is... So um, this just reminded me of a story. Um, I'll keep the names all like person A and person B, but I, so my two girlfriends at the time that I was dating in back in like 2016, one of them was, um, was polyamorous and she did have another girlfriend who is now a good friend of mine now. Um, and it was my first time like having a partner who had a partner because usually I was the partner who had the partner and mm. my previous partner would be like, oh, I have no one, which is which would, is definitely a thing that keeps happening because you don't vibe with everyone. Mm-hmm. But so my girlfriend A at the time was like, hey, like I have a partner and I think you two would get along and like just told me straight up, right? And that was one of my boundaries that I, I, I entered into the relationship with. Like I personally would like to know only because, like, not for jealousy reasons or anything, but just because, like, I just want to know, like, you're just, that's what you're doing. Like, you're not lying to me, right? Like, that's really all I care about. Um, and there are people who don't care, like, for me, like, truly, like, I'm one of those people, like, if my girlfriend had a straight up, like, family behind me, I wouldn't care, but that's literally just my prerogative. So, and I'm very, very aware that not a lot of people feel that way. So, because I'm just so secure in myself that I'm just kind of like, yeah, they love me. Like, yeah. And if they show signs they don't love me, then I'll be picking up on that. And that's (laughs) what happened. So my girlfriend, we went on this, we all three of us went on this date to a poetry cafe together. And I was just an insolent little brat. I was jealous. I was so mean to her girlfriend. Like, I was so mean for no reason. Like I did the cold shoulder, I did the, I did everything. You the know, most. I I did the most. <laughs> the most. I was like, and and it was causing a problem. It was causing a problem, right? Because she just got into this relationship. She likes that person, obviously. And in theory, I like this person, but I just couldn't shake this angry, jealous feeling. And I just was like, where is this coming from? Like, why is like the fact that like, if my other partner had a partner, I wouldn't care. But if she has a partner, I'm really pissed off. Like, why is that? That doesn't make sense. So I really had to like go again, more than two.com shout out, had to, (laughs) I went through their jealousy FAQ section and I, um, eventually was like you know what like i think my jealousy does stem from the fact i'm just not getting my needs met like i just think i'm the person who needs a lot of reassurance i need a lot of you're great you're great you're great like and that girlfriend at the time is just not that kind of person um she's very stoic um she she was um we were just not compatible to be together in the first place so but we were together nonetheless for a year and a half. And so when she was with this other person, like, I would just be like, oh, you're going to hang out with her. Hang out with her. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. And she just, um, so she felt like she was in an awkward position, right? Like, mm-hmm. she felt so awkward because she was just like, so what am I supposed to do? Like, I remember one time she came by to my dorm with hickeys from the other girlfriend and oh, I got no. angry. And that's not something I would normally be angry about. But I was angry about it, like, 
in particular about this. So I was like so like angry and I caused an argument. I was like, why did she get to leave? It was so unnecessary. I did the most. But you know what? <laughs> Through my good graces, I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm just jealous because I feel like she's just not reassuring me enough. Not that I think that she thinks this person is better than me. I feel like there is a lack of reassurance on our end. And come to, and then like I eventually would, I eventually reached out to her girlfriend at the time and realized she's a lovely person. She's very sweet, very kind. Um, I ended up sleeping with her too, which was fun. But, <laughs> but like she's just a really like nice person. So we bonded over the fact that we low key mutually hated our girlfriend. Like, wow. <laughs> like we this were, is amazing. We bonded over that. We were like, isn't she just? So, and I'm like, yeah, like, and we just like <laughs> on that, and like, it made me, and that interaction c killed all of my jealousy, just, just wow. all of it gone, because I was like, oh my god, the problem isn't me, the problem is her, <laughs> the problem is her, because she doesn't know how to have a relationship anyway, because oh she my would. God. <laughs> no, she would she would talk about girlfriend like her girlfriend to me all the time. She's like, Oh my god, it is so and so is just so great and so this and so that and but and I would be like, What the fuck? You know, like what makes her so great, you know? And and but then I would hang out with her, she'd be like, No, all she talks about is you. I'm like what? Like, what did you mean? All she talks about is me. All she talks about is you. It was that whole like Twilight Zone moment and that's when we were like all right so it's a wrap we just realized she's not good for us and so i just <laughs> she's so good she's trash she gotta get out there's a there's a situation similar but not exactly the same that i experienced where in this instance it was a girl that i was dating that was dating multiple guys and we, we both knew and it was me and the guy met up and it was so similar, but from a different angle, she would use either one of us to complain about the other person. No. So anytime the other person did something wrong or like I, I was emotional support for all the bullshit that he did and he was emotional support for everything that I did. And so when we met up by complete chance, because we were both, I guess I'll be giving away a little bit, yeah, but we were both the same, we were both on the same rugby team. And so we found out by mistake when she came to watch a game, I was like, oh, she came to see me play. Oh, like, no. She came to see me play. <laughs> but we were, we were really cool with it because, you know, we both knew what it was. And she, it was semi-deceptive semi because she did make it look like she was there for both of us. Mm -hmm. But we became friends because we were on the same team. We were same teammates and we sometimes talk about it but it was a taboo subject but then eventually we got comfortable and talked about it and he would always say oh bro she don't like when you do this or she complains oh, about that snap. and so I felt kind of insulted so I had to come back I'm like well she told me she doesn't like this about you and there was there were such specific things that we both know that we weren't lying because he would she, he would say something that she really didn't like about me and i'm like well she really doesn't like that and so we quickly picked up on the fact that we were her emotional support for the other person and that also didn't sit well wow have you guys ever got into even crazier drama where either she's playing or he or she or they're playing against you like they're trying to get you out kind of almost like quentin but like you're the victim of being shut out or if like I don't know I really like Quentin's story about you know they found a mutual problem and worked it out by dating each other and like I feel like that might happen a I don't know I'm I'm obsessed with like fiction and love stories and I'm like I feel like that might happen a lot of just you know if on the side of people dating multiple like multiple people I feel like within that you'll have that bad apple trying to start something but then it'll be a happy ending where the two people who are in common fall in love. I don't know. I feel like that's like a great story for like a movie or something. It, I don't know. It, it could be a movie, but it isn't always real life. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just like, okay. It's, like it's a not always a happy ending. It's a okay, relationship. So <laughs> not a happy ending. True. True. Still goes. Um. So like, 
say there's like me i'll use me for example so like i'm new to this i want to start doing this what what can i do should i like educate myself more where where do i start where can i find like-minded people like i sound like an ad for a mash.com where can i find people (laughs) who want to partake with this like as a new person coming into this what should they do or say i i can't tell you what to do or say because Everybody's different. Like it was said earlier, every situation is different. What may work with person A, you try with person B and you will never speak to that person again. Right. I think the most important thing is to not worry about them, but worry about you. And when I say worry about you, worry about how your communication is with everybody. Worry about your transparency because don't pretend that you like something just to be with the person because when they date someone else or they do something else, you will find yourself becoming angry but can't really have an outlet or or source to explain why you're angry because you've never had that conversation with that person. So communication is definitely key. Being transparent with that person is is very, very um, essential. And I think also one of the hardest things to do is manage your expectations. Mm. Because if you're going into an open relationship, assume that that person also think it's going to be an ocean relationship or know it's an open relationship so if you fall for them and you're like you know what this is my person this is who i want to be i want to be monogamous with this person you can't assume that that person wants the same thing because remember it started as an open relationship and that was my last open relationship and i had the biggest problem with it where i literally fell for someone who made it clear from the get-go that i don't want a relationship and i'm starting to say things like hey we're perfect like You spend 90% of your day with me. You spend, when you're not with me, you're texting me, you're calling me, we're hanging out, we're doing all these things. Like, okay, we're each other's one. Mm -hmm. And she had to clear that up really quick. She's like, that's how you feel. Like, I'm providing 90% of everything for you. And I'm not saying you're only providing 20% for me, but I have other needs that you aren't fulfilling. And so you have to manage your expectations, you have to be transparent, you have to have great communication, and most importantly, that jealousy trait. <laughs> you have to hold that back because, and, and, and if you are jealous, make sure communicate why you're jealous immediately. Don't let the jealousy build up, and that's where it goes back to communication, because if you're jealous about something that maybe you shouldn't be jealous about based on the understanding and the parameters of what you guys agreed on, then you look like the problem. You look, you look, you'll almost come off as crazy because the person is going to be saying, what's the issue when we've already spoken about this, but yet you feel an issue and you don't know why. So those are my only four things right there. Well, only four. Yeah, be transparent, have good communication, manage those expectations, and I don't know how you to deal with jealousy, but find a way to deal with jealousy because there will always be a situation where someone is either more prioritized than you or you feel that person is prettier than you or you feel that person gets more time than you or you feel like that person is building a a deeper connection than you would have wanted to build there's so many different things that can lead to a jealous attitude coming out and when that jealousy starts to sprout itself if you don't communicate that right away you're heading towards the end of a relationship and the end of a friendship Real quick. Dang. Real quick. Wow. I'm looking forward to your next relationship novel or book. Which one do you write? Uh, the, <laughs> the first one was definitely born out of pain. It was... Uh, yeah. Aw. Well, I feel you, though. Um, I think so. We, we got... We kind of established all of that. I, I think I want to kind of jump into, like... You know, you're finding yourself. You're 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 happy in your in your relationship with with the people you're involved. It's it's growing great, but now it's like, oh, friends and family come in the picture. They're asking you, yo, what's up? And if like, I guess I want to know like, were they already like hip to it and they were fine with it, or did you have any trouble trying to communicate that to family or friends, or was it just like, you know, I'm gonna do what I want to do? you know, and you're just going to have to accept it type thing. Anyone want to start? Uh, um, in my case, 
I I told only my mother when it was relevant. When I was like, okay, no, I'm in two serious relationships. I can't possibly hide this. <laughs> so it's like, okay. I told my mom, and she immediately thought it was um, like bad because she thought I was um, toying with people's emotions. She thought that it was going to always end badly in every case ever, and this whole thing but she was just glad I told her so she knows like mm -hmm. she like is aware but like for the most part I, I keep like my polyamory to myself because like um unless it's like an open thing that's like out in the open I can't hide it like when I had two open girlfriends like I couldn't right. hide it I can't hide that like so you know I was constantly bombarded with like vulgar questions about polyamory so I don't often really disclose to people like that unless like I'm like am interested in them or if it's relevant, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't really tell like my extended family. Um, all of my friends know, like, because mm -hmm. it like because all my friends are cool people. So, but family, like, I'm like, yikes! I can't tell Gma. I can't tell my grandpa. Ah. I, like. I can't tell my mom's boyfriend. I can't tell. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I can only tell my mom. That's it. Like, because <laughs> mm, are, are you like nervous that they'll have like a billion questions for you that were just that you don't want to answer? Or do you or are you more concerned about like them sending like negativity of trying to be like, I don't understand, but I'm just gonna say all this crazy stuff to make you feel bad, kind of thing. Both. Both. Mm. And like, I'm like, I'm a really aggro person, so I get really like in my feelings about it. Mm -hmm. And especially with like, like my relationship with my family is, is semi healthy, so I have the ability to like combat them when I can, but not in all instances. But I'm, but now that I'm like almost 24 in eight days, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, fuck you. Like, you know, like if, if you have a problem, we're going to square up. I don't care. Like right. family dinner, we'll yell about it. I don't care. Like <laughs> if, it, oh, go on. I don't want to interrupt. No, I, I, um, I'm the complete opposite. I really keep it on a need to know because I'm from the Bahamas. Very, very Ooh, my beautiful, but very, very religious. <laughs> And so when I say very religious, I'm talking quite possibly the strictest Christianity you've ever seen. Well, definitely not, because you got different places, which, but you get the hyperbole. Right. And um, there's something about them equating polyamory, or I'm not really equating it, but there's something about them thinking that anything outside of monogamy is satanic not satanic let's just say demonic or let's yeah, just demonic. say of god or <laughs> unhealthy or god isn't pleased with that and for a long time i've been in situations where if your mom sees you with person a but then sees you with person b she's on your case or if you have a friend because we don't do traditional dating in the bahamas dating in the bahamas tends to go like this if me and you are talking and we are seen out, we're having dinner, and your friend sees me out with someone else, that's a problem. Because dating is almost assumed to be monogamous. It's almost assumed that, hey, if I'm talking to one person, I can't talk to anybody else. Oh. And so breaking that mindset and having a more open mind towards it is what the younger Bahamians are doing right now. But I found it kind of odd or kind of weird that the minute you tell someone else that, hey, you know, I'm dating her and I'm dating, I'm dating, dating these two ladies here, you tend to have a conflict. They try to talk you out of it, tell you why it's wrong. They try to go to one or one of, because everybody's friends. So they'll go to one of the girls you spoke to and say, hey, you're better than this. You don't need to be dating just him. And, you know, he's seeing someone else. Why don't you uh, find someone that just wants you? And they try to almost foster monogamy on you, ignoring what you're interested in or what agreement that you had set up. And so I tried to avoid all of those conversations because I'm very non-confrontational mm -hmm. and I rather keep it on a need to know basis because the one time that I shared whatever I was doing, it got back to everybody else involved. And now I look like the bad guy. Retweet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Retweet. No, like, uh, like, like, I agree. P- keeping it on a need-to-know basis is so important because you just get so tired of all of those vulgar questions and the vulgar, like, coercion and, like, the patriarchy and all of that gross crap, you know? And that stuff ain't even gonna make you happy. What if you was happy being open and then you're like, honey, you deserve better. You deserve Actually, I'm who can provide for you, you know? Like, that's what these people are really on. And I'm like, I, I, I agree. It really should be need to know because I'm kind of like, if I'm not having sex with you or I'm not romantically interested in you, it doesn't matter because you'll be platonic otherwise. And then that's just fine, right? So, but it's really, it's really annoying. Like, and like, I have to learn to not be a confrontational person. <laughs> but like, I'm just a very angry person. So I will just be like, what do you mean? Like, I, I had a, I had a really, um, really awful experience once at the gynecologist when I told her I was polyamorous. And, um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like a really obnoxious experience because this gynecologist, she, I, like, I came in to get my stuff checked out and she was just like, oh, what do you do? Like, who are you sleeping with? Oh and, my gosh. And I told her like, oh, I'm like, I told her like, I'm sexually active and like, I, and like, I, I had to lie at the time and say that I was dating two men because the, I, I dated trans women at the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to lie and say that I was dating two men. And, and so she had this stigma that, like, because I was a, seen to be a woman and I lied about my partners being men, she was just like, you don't know them out here. Like, they could be lying to you. Like, what happens when you seem tall, dark, and handsome? And you have, what? like, you know, she gave, and she, and she gave me an STI panel after she lectured me. So, wow. so she said, yeah, and she was just not, like, because I, it, it was really hurtful to hear that because I loved my partner at the time. Even though we had our problems, even though I really had no business being with those people because they just didn't align with my values i you can't tell me i didn't love my girlfriends you just can't tell me that right you know and at the time i felt really hurt because i was um she made it seem like i was just this fickle thing in the wind like this this phase this i'm like no like yes yes that's exactly what i i try to keep it on need to know because everybody everybody assumes that a conversation with them is an open invitation to a dialogue or a debate so if I say if I say something along the lines of actually this is where you can get on me if I say something <laughs> along the lines of DC makes great movies that seems like an open invitation to say no Marvel is better how dare you I never said Marvel made horrible movies I never said Marvel don't make great movies I never said Marvel don't make better movies than DC all I said is DC made good movies and so it seems like every time you say something it it's like an open invitation to a debate so right. when you take that concept and you talk to someone about girlfriend A, girlfriend B, or whoever you're dating, it seems as if that's an open conversation now to say, okay, hey, what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? And everybody tends to impose their beliefs and their sensibilities on how you should live your life. Now, granted, I'm, I'm not polyamorous no more. I definitely don't think I have the mental capacity to do it and the patience to do it anymore. But at the time, I definitely was combative because this is where the hypocrisy comes in. You have people who are cheating on their husband and their wives Mm -hmm. because they don't feel fulfilled, but yet are telling me what I'm doing is wrong. Oh. And the only difference is I'm honest with the people I'm doing this with. You're doing it behind closed doors. And so I had a friend who, it was his sister I was dating, and she agreed to an open relationship. And when he found out about it, he really, really got pissed. And I mean, when you kind of look like Thor and I kind of look like Spider-Man, I got to... <laughs> He's calling <laughs> references. I love I you so much. A, I got to have a conversation. I can't have a fight. And so <laughs> it led to a semi-physical altercation because wow. I kind of told him, I'm like, dude, we hang out a lot. We go to bars a lot. And I see what you do with other women. You cheat on your wife. The only difference between me and you here is I'm honest with your sister. And I can understand why you took that offensive. But that's one of those situations where I've realized that, you know, who needs to know knows, who doesn't know, 
There's a reason why. Because not everybody could handle certain conversations. Not everybody could agree with you. And in this generation, in this day and age, there's this concept that if I don't understand or if I don't agree, then you're automatically wrong. I could understand what you're saying and just not agree. Mm-hmm. Or I could just not agree because I don't understand. And no matter how many times you try to explain it to me, I never will get it. But that doesn't mean I can't respect your decision. I can't respect your space. And fun fact, him and his wife are in an open relationship right now. What? <laughs> their, their marriage eventually became open. So there's that. What are the odds? That's so wild. Mm. No, it's always the straight. It's always the the straight men monogamous people that always are the first to not like polyamory, but it would benefit them the most. (laughs) They're always the first to hate on it. And I'm like, girl, you know you want that. You know you do. (laughs) Don't play yourself. Go get it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So regardless of all the crazy haters and jealous. Uh, SOs out there that just try to hold you back and everything. You guys, you know, you know, beat them back. You found your happiness. You're you're in it for good. So I'm guessing I'm asking, like, what are your favorite things about being in it? Like, how? Like, what are some of your favorite things that really you really feel like this was the right choice for you? At the time, I just like the variety. I guess, like I mentioned a few few moments ago, it'd be so perfect to find everything you like in one person. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. you want ice cream, pizza, wings. You want all of that in one recipe because you like all of those things. Right. But there's no such thing as a, I don't know, maybe there is a wrap with pizza and ice cream <laughs> and, and wings in it that you can eat at one time. Maybe there is, but maybe there isn't. And so because not everybody tends to fulfill a certain need. I think one of my favorite things about it was that variety. Um, Sorry to compare people to food, but some days I felt like pizza. Some days I felt like wings. And what I really loved is I had a friend, one of my best friends at the time. We were geeking out. Like we were the Harry Potter. We were the... um, We were the people that that, that read Pendragon. We we knew all the cartoons, all the comics. We hung out. But we weren't attracted to each other physically. Mm And you couldn't tell me we weren't dating. You couldn't tell me we weren't in love. And when we did get to the physical aspect, it was I. And we agreed. We admitted to each other. It wasn't there, but that was my priority. Like, she was my number one, despite the physical aspect not not matching up. But then when I wanted that physical aspect, I know where I could have went for that. And while me and that person, great dinner dates, we don't like the same movies. Mm. When I... Hey, let's talk about let's talk about um art. Let's talk about music. I remember when I first introduced her to Channel Orange, Frank Ocean, and she was like, eh, "It was okay." <gasps> and so, you have a situation where right. it's beautiful when you have different people who you can share different things with and different experiences right. with. And that was my favorite part about the polyamory polyamorous experience, where all of my needs could have been fed by go- fed i'm sorry by going either way now that sounds selfish because it sounds like it's all about me but i'm pretty sure at some point they were with me because of something that they could have shared with me that they couldn't find anywhere else mm. so it's good to have that pizza ice cream wings <laughs> option because i promise you college has taught me that noodles every day isn't a good thing preach facts on that <laughs> No, like, that's so true. Like, oh, like, even as someone who did have partners where I was like, no, pizza every day, every day. Still, I'd be like, no, pizza and ice cream every day, every day. Like, that's me. Like, I was like, I need all of it. (laughs) All of it at once. Um, But I think one of my favorite things about polyamory is um, just, like, meeting the people, I guess. And having those experiences is, like, the fun part for me. Um... I'm like really into like I I also like romance and like love and just like as a concept I think it's really pretty and um so I like that feeling of like meeting someone that you really connect with like that's a really nice feeling and that feeling is a little addictive um but it it's really great like and 
like right now, like I um I'm not like completely polyamorous. Like right now, I'm just in like a, a non-monogamous relationship. So like me and my partner see people like together, um, if we choose to. Um, but it's not like set in stone. Like if it happens, it's there. But it, like it's not this set in stone thing. And what I love is like when we do find the people we meet, they're like such interesting people. They're just so like to me. That's what polyamory is about. It's like the the people, not like the relationship. Even though the relationship is the people, I know it sounds strange. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I love love the people because like like for example right now like i i have a crush on this person and like I and mean, the reason why i have a crush on them is because they just remind me so much of like all of the good qualities and like my partner and like you know like i was like oh my god you guys both like wow and like you talk to this person and i was like oh my god i think you're great like that feeling of like like that feeling it, like I, I don't know. Like, I can't replace that. Like there's nothing. Like when I got into this relationship, my my spouse was monogamous, and I kind of had to introduce this whole process to them. So this this is like a whole thing that we did from like ground up, and um, they like understand, and it's been great. And even with like my partner supporting me all the way through, I just love falling in love. I think falling in love is the best feeling ever. Um, Sometimes it's I'm bad. I'm cheesing over here. I know, me too. I'm just I, like, I, I'm oh, cheesing. tell us more. This is so cute. Yes. No, it's true. Because, like, I think, like, when I think of, like, my crushes, like, I have, like, multiple, like, right now, me and my spouse have a mutual crush right now. Like, we oh, have a mutual so crush. And it's another non-binary person who lives in California, and it sucks because we literally text this person every day. We're like, I miss you. Yeah. Why? Where are you? Talk to me. Like, you know, and even though, like, we like each other, clearly, right, but we just mutually like this one person so much. Like, they're cool. They're they're all of the qualities. All of them mashed together. It, it was great. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I actually, I actually like to hear that because... I think one of the things that is hard to explain to people is why have why be so deep in love with your husband or your wife but feel the need to like someone else or to feel the need to be interested in someone else. Now why you owe nobody an explanation, I have I've always explained it this way. If I like Ashley because Ashley likes Marvel and she plays soccer. But then I meet a girl named Brittany who also likes Marvel and also plays soccer. Wouldn't I like her for the same reasons I liked Ashley? Because they're, they they share the same interests as me. And, you know, let's just say I meet a girl named Christine now. Christine likes Marvel. She plays soccer and she plays basketball, something that Ashley nor Brittany does. So wouldn't it stand to reason that I may have an interest in her as well? And so people tend to ignore What's true with everything else, we ignore it with interpersonal relationships. So if it's true that I can like orange juice and apple juice, if it's true that I can like pizza and ice cream, if it's true that as a human, as a person, I could like any one number of things. I'm not relegated to just stick to one cable channel, one song. I'm not relegated to stick to one beverage. Why do you feel as if, hey, I can only like this person, regardless of how many people look like her, talk like her, act like her, has the exact same mannerisms. So what's, you know, and I think a quote I read, which I could agree and agree with on different days, is um, sometimes love and attraction just involves overrating the exact same qualities in one person and underrating those qualities in someone else. And so we both have this, you can meet someone with the same qualities, same mannerisms, same same interests as you, and you can like both. And people don't understand that. They have this assumption that if you fall for one person, what you like should turn off. And those people, I, I challenge them, <clears throat> listen to one song and nothing else. Let's drink one beverage and nothing else. And so when you do make that decision, that choice to say, hey, I want to be with this one person. I want to be with this one person, nobody else. That's fine. I'm not knocking that. But just like how I'm not knocking that, don't knock the opposite. Mm-hmm. Snaps to that. That is deep and well-spoken. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say for the audience out here? I mean, I, I think you guys did a great job. I learned a lot. You know, I'm excited if I want to pursue this or not, I like, thank you. Just 
I feel like I was a student, y'all were the teachers. <laughs> and I love hearing from your experiences. And I mean, the good and the bad. Because I mean, I like it when you guys keep it real. Because, you know, uh, if, if I walked in and I'm like, oh my gosh, this has happened a lot. And it's like, yeah, girl, this is what happened to me. And this is what happened. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I think providing the wisdom, like even and even like the the qualities in a person, like you should always love yourself before you try this, you know, mm -hmm. be on top of your communication. That's key in any kind of form of relationship with the person. And so, yeah, okay. I just. Something else to add to that though, yeah. um, which we'll have to remember or try to remember is that a lot of this doesn't happen as a planned thing. This isn't, okay, I'm going into an open relationship and anybody, like, sometimes it's like that, but a lot of times you fall for a friend or you fall for someone who know who you know that, hey, we aren't good together, say, if we, it's a long distance thing or maybe it's uh, our jobs don't allow us to really have time for each other, but we want to spend time with each other. And so it's not exactly an organic, it's, it's more, I'm sorry, it's more like an organic thing where it happens naturally. We don't sit down and plot out this chart of this is who I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I want three girlfriends and I want this girlfriend <laughs> to do this. I want this girlfriend to do that. And I want this other girlfriend to do this. And so this is, no, it's not like this master plan. It's almost, you like who you like somewhat. And I think if you, for the first time is approaching, uh, if you're approaching something like this, the one thing that you have to consider and think of is your mental capacity, your emotional capacity. Are you able to spend time with multiple people and give people the attention that they would want? Because you can't expect to have them available, them be available to you every second. When, when it's time for the reciprocate, you're not interested or, hey, not right now. And I think if this is your first time getting into it, just manage those expectations. It's, it's very important to be direct, upfront, transparent. This is what I want. This is what we're looking at. How do you feel about this? Because you can state what you want, but that doesn't mean the person has to agree. And so you have to say, hey, do you, are you okay with this? And you have to allow that open dialogue, that open communication. And once you understand that, hey, we're still free, but we're still people. Just because you're free to do whatever you want doesn't mean that you can't respect how I would feel about it, how I respect the boundaries. You have to also treat it as if just because you're free, you can't pick up at any time and say, man, F this. I don't you anymore. No, you have to respect me as well because we're all people at the end of the day. So freedom doesn't necessarily mean disrespect there. Exactly. And people always misconstrue the idea of what being like free means. Because for me, being free is being with my partner and sometimes sleeping with other people, I guess. Like, you know, and and I've seen like so many sides of it. I feel like for the audience to take away from this conversation would be that um, do your research first and foremost. If um, and, and like you said, like it's not like this planned meta game that we strategize. It, it's really not like that. It's organic, right? Think of all the times you've ever had a crush on anyone. Think about it. How often does that happen? In between, how many months is it? How many weeks is it? What happens if they liked you? What happens if each time they liked you back? What happens when you're with someone? You Like how I met my husband, I met them at work. I wasn't expecting to, to fall in love. I was just expecting to register people to vote. You know, I was not expecting to... <laughs> Aww. You know, I really was not like, but when I met them, like, that's why people forget the human component in polyamory a lot. They really, really do. Like, when you meet your best friend, isn't it like that instant, like, oh my God, like, you are like the best? That is how your relationship should feel. Like, if they don't feel like that, I don't want it. Like, that. Mm -hmm that's like how I feel. I'm at this point where I know what I want in my emotional relationship. I feel like other people should, should challenge themselves and challenge monogamy. Not even by a lot. You don't have to be like full-blown polyamorous, you know, if that's not something you want or ready for. You can just like even as and as much as i hate these people the the tinder couples who try to hook up with you um as much as i don't like their praxis and as much as i don't like how they conduct their open relationships it is still a form of open relationship even though i don't like how it's done right mm -hmm. even though and, and i try not to be an elitist about polyamory like oh this type of polyamory is better than this because that is a thing that's a thing mm -hmm. 
I always try to be like, you know what, like these people, clearly like the man or woman or whoever their gender is in the relationship realize, you know what, I want to try other people. And that's non-monogamy. That's open relationships. Even if it's those obnoxious threesome couples that only use a woman for their body and then leave, it's still an open relationship of some kind. And even though it's not the best, it still challenges you to challenge monogamy, right? Even in a tiny way, even if it's just saying to your partner, hey, I think that person's cute and they don't even and they're like, that's cool. Like it could be just tiny things like that, you know, and, and how much is it important to you? Right. For me, I realize polyamory is really important. I don't think I could ever divorce that from my life anymore or in some way. Like I don't like you said, like a full blown multiple relationships. Ooh, dang, that was a lot. But I don't. <laughs> but. Like and but I can see myself doing that if that person comes along, if right, right, magically if. But even then, like I'm, I'm really like not banking on it. You know, I'm just like, if it happens, that's nice. Because with that person we have a crush on, we weren't expecting that at all. Like they were just an out of towner, and we slept with them in our car, and then like <laughs> they left. They left the next day, and I was like, I'm in love. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> You know, we, we and literally me and my husband, we were always talking about them. We we're always like, oh my God, aren't they so cute? Aren't they such a heartthrob? Aren't they so handsome? Aren't they amazing? <laughs> like, and I need that. I need that in a partner point blank period, no matter who I'm with. So I realized that those are my non-negotiables and that's what's on the table. And knowing your non-negotiables, which is also a thing you should do in monogamy if you choose to stay monogamous, you should know your non-negotiables. You should know your like, okay, nah, 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 I'm not gonna handle that. You should know the, okay, we'll see how you feel about it. And you have the yes, like yes, always. Always know your non-negotiables, always. Cause if you don't, you'll let people walk all over you mm -hmm. and monogamous or not, like you really should like love yourself and get yourself squared away because po like polyamorous relationships, monogamous relationships, they all have a funny way of making your problems bigger and more spotlighted and you can't run a like polyamory is not to fix problems it will create more problems so people were like oh i just need another person to fix my life girl you right. don't have problem times two times more three people, more problems more people more <laughs> problems like don't think you could just band-aid your issues with your partner with another partner because that's not gonna work like you're you're just gonna open a whole new pandora's box and just make things worse you, you just gotta be honest like you know what i'm not happy or i am happy and honesty communication don't lie don't cheat oh cheating and polyamory we never talked about this but that's the oh. thing that can happen I, I i totally didn't get to say this but oh yeah please no um, tell us more <laughs> cheating and polyamory is definitely a thing like it's when you cross a boundary and that's what my therapist told me my therapist was oh. like yeah like crossing boundaries is what defines cheating not not the not the exact situation of me going to kiss another person, but the the breaking of the construct of the relationship, like the breaking of like the terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. And when you do monogamy, it's the idea of these terms and conditions, right? Like you have these, you're not allowed to, da 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 like you know, you're not allowed none of that, right? Or you're allowed to do those things. But when you're more open you can kind of be more a little more flexible with that and when you cheat on someone which is definitely a thing um and it sucks and it's not fun um but when you cross your partner's boundary like when you do something that they deliberately said no i'm not comfortable with that and if you think for whatever reason it's dumb or stupid then you're a dick and you just need to be nicer to your partner and that's that's what i wish someone told me <laughs> and <laughs> i wish someone was like quinton you're being a dick like, <laughs> like i am you know what i am and i should do better you're absolutely right but it worked out for you so yeah, it worked out. And I don't want people to feel forced to do polyamory either. Like, people also feel like, oh, it's the new wave and you gotta do right. it. Like, it. no one should ever feel forced to do polyamory. But also, no one should ever be forced to do monogamy. Right. So, <laughs> with that in mind. <laughs> with that in mind. Um, let people live their lives.
I love, I love, I love this. Like, I, I appreciate you two for coming on and just educating on, educating all of us and the listeners out there. Um, I am definitely checking out that website more than two. Like, I think that's like, I feel like that's a good place to start if you're interested. And yeah, so I guess I'm going to wrap this up now. Thank you, Quinn, for coming by and sharing all the wonderful stories and experiences. It was a pleasure. Yes, thank you. And then Miko, thank you so much for you too. You are very welcome. Going down memory lane. It is great to see you again. I know. We're old friends, you guys. We're old friends. Very, very old. (laughs) Hey, hey, don't tell them how old. Like 50 years. This has been 50 years. (laughs) So thank you, listeners, for listening again. Um, Next week will be a surprise, I guess. It was a surprise. So stay tuned. Um, And so I'm going to be on my wrestle and say thanks again and quest on.